What's going on, everybody? This is Rich here from One Nation Radio, and I'm here with Jeremy Donovan to review WWE Fastlane uh, live in the Wrestling Squared Circle. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just got done watching Fastlane, ready to break it down, give you guys our instant review, our quick thoughts on the show. Yeah, man, and it was a it was a weird show, um, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Like some of it was very good uh some of the wrestling in the middle i thought the four-way was really good the shield match ended up being good and the wwe title match uh, ended up being good but there was a lot of stuff going on on this show where it was like what the fuck is happening yeah a lot i don't of, understand this a lot of times i felt like i was watching either wcw or you know some tna impact there's a lot of crash booking um a lot of overbooking convoluting storylines uh but like you mentioned there were some great matches in the middle um so overall you know it wasn't a perfect show. There was there were some key takeaways and a lot of uh, progression towards uh, WrestleMania matches and storylines, but still, still some questionable stuff that we've got to talk, talk about here tonight. Yeah, normally when we do these reviews, we'll go from main event back, but the way this show kind of played out, I thought going uh, forward with it would actually be a little bit better. Um, so in the pre-show, they basically, you know, got to the shits immediately and decided to switch things up. Uh, the Rey Mysterio Andrade match was canceled. They were booked into a U.S. title match, uh, and essentially with our truth and Samoa Joe, a rematch of that Tuesday show. And uh, we just had the regular match on the pre-show with the New Day and Rusev and Nakamura. From there, we got to the main card, uh, the opening. It was the Usos defeating The Miz and Shane McMahon to retain the tag team titles. Uh, decent match, I thought. Uh, they had a couple cool spots. I know they had that deal where Shane jumped and met Jay Uso, I believe. Uh, you know, it was like a crossfire, essentially. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, Uso was going for the, the splash, and uh, Shane was going to try and go for his coast-to-coast. And so both of them were kind of like, you jump, no, you jump kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they ended up kind of meeting in the middle, and Shane kind of drop kicked, um, was it Jimmy? I think oh, it was Jay. Jay uh, out of midair. So that, yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, obviously there was a big <clears throat> babyface reaction for The Miz. Um, yeah. Now that he's a face, he says he's from Ohio. Yes, he Not came like, out there in, in that Cleveland Browns uh, gear looking like a loser. <laughs> um, all yeah, that. But the crowd ate it up. They were big into this match. All support behind um, Miz and Shane, um, you know, it was a pretty decent match. You know, they the, the Usos got a lot of heat on Shane and Miz, yep. and came down to the finish where, um, you know, Miz he doesn't doesn't often go to the top, but his dad told him to go up top. <laughs> um, so Miz he tried to beat D'Lo Brown and hit a lowdown, uh, but ended up touching uh, knees from Jay Uso and getting rolled up and getting pinned. Yeah, so like the the deal really with this match, um, it, they pretty much and it was a theme throughout the night, where whoever won the match and they ended up the champions, they pretty much took their ass on, and the angle got shot for the loser. Essentially, uh, it's happened here. It's also happened during the women's tag team title match, um, and and the singles women's match for SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like uh, after that, Shane McMahon turned heel on the Miz. So Shane McMahon, we've uh, I've I've always like kind of shat on Shane anyway. So <laughs> he, and he's a, ter- a terrible, awful babyface. I can just boom legit now. I think this is awesome. Well, you know, at the end of the day, all McMahons are evil. Yes, yes, we cannot <laughs> except forget except Linda. <laughs> yes, we cannot forget, and even Linda works with Trump. But um. <laughs> yeah, so never mind that. Yeah, she, she's an undercover heel. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, 
they do the turn with Shane. Uh, he's congratulating, uh, or they're talking with his dad. And all of a sudden, uh, Shane lays him out from the back. So we got MMA Shane McMahon. Yes, yeah, shooter Shane, everybody. Unbelievable. Showing those those striking skills, the MMA skills. He put uh, Miz in a triangle choke hole. Yeah, man. Tough guy, Shane. Yeah, man. And, and he was just beating the holy hell out of him. And they're probably going to have a match at WrestleMania that only Vince McMahon and the Miz's dad want to see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys know anybody that um, wants to see this match, please let me know because yeah. I, I'm curious. Um, he- heel Shane and babyface Miz at WrestleMania. Who Who knew that would draw? Bro. It's crazy, man. Like, like I, I wouldn't book this, but <laughs> I, the match is for somebody. Somebody out right. there is gonna gonna yeah. enjoy this. But somewhere in you know dark part of Twitter, there's an FDS member that's <laughs> very excited about this Just match. Blown away by the story, and yeah, yes. um, yeah, they did the whole deal. Um, you know, Shane Shane's a big heel, and of course, you know he's gonna be, um, you know. They're having this solo match with the Miz. I think they're going to get twenty minutes at WrestleMania. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you got two guys. I mean, Miz is not. I mean, Miz is good, but he excels when he's in there with a guy kind of like AJ Styles or like a Chris Jericho or Samoa Joe, somebody that's a more solid worker and that can guide him to a great match. Um, and same thing for Shane. I mean, Shane obviously is not you know a full-time train worker you know he does some cool stuff his shooting stars coast to coast but he, he's you know not the best worker in the world even though he has a trophy to prove that he is <laughs> <laughs> um and so shane is a guy that needs you know a guy like aj styles you know at wrestlemania uh, 33 to, to get a four-star match so both of these guys need better wrestlers to get them great matches so Putting them in there together is a recipe for disaster. You're going to have both of them with sloppy, you know, weak-looking strikes. Oh, man. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's not... They, they need to make this thing no DQ. This needs to be a plunder match, a street fight. Um, let these guys just hit each other with kendo sticks for, like, five minutes and get them out of there. So, up next, we had um, Asuka defending the uh, SmackDown Women's title, which they barely care about, against uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, some people were saying this match was a disaster uh, that I was getting feedback from. Uh, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, there was a couple spots. I know Mandy botched uh, one spot where she was, like, trying to do, like, a frontward. She had, like, Asuka on her shoulders. Yeah. Kind of do, almost like um, like Barrett's old move, like yeah. the Wasteland kind of gimmick. Um, but, yeah, besides that, it wasn't completely bad. Yeah, I didn't think it was really too bad at all. And, you know, for uh, all the flat we give some of the non-upper echelon workers in the women's division, I can say this about Mandy. She doesn't run from contact and avoid it. And she, like, stood in there and took her licks with Asuka, which is more than, you know, we can ask for for, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of the women right. there. But and I, I think the, the problem with what happened with Mandy was she got plucked out of NXT too way too early. Yeah. I feel like if she had some more time to develop and work with the girls down at NXT, mm-hmm. continue to work the Wargo Loop, work TV tapings, work takeovers, that she would get much better. And maybe in a couple of years, it would have been the right time to call her up. Yeah. But now she's kind of learning on the go and just on it's a lot of pressure yeah, on her. And I think she's getting better. And, and, you know, she's got the whole deal where, you know, everyone knows that she's being looked at from the higher ups like she's everything they want. Like she's she's got the hair color. She's like got the look and they, they present her in a certain way. Um, but 
I, I didn't think this was too bad of a night for her here, and she kind of still got the story. The story was about her even in defeat right. because, you know, something with Sonya didn't go right. Oscar's uh, still kind of just hanging out now as we head towards WrestleMania. I thought this would be um, a place where Lacey Evans might show up. That was not to, to be the case, but... Um, yeah, overall, not that bad, but um, after that... Do we have any, any comments in there on the thread there? Yeah, let's see what we got here. So, um, um, so Simon says, how did the Shield uh, become the NWO? Why did we let this happen? We will take... Uh, you'll have to break that one down for me, Simon. Um, so, they said the audio sounded good. Simon is still convinced that WrestleMania 29 is doomed to repeat itself this year. Um, <laughs> good pre-show match. Simon tag rants for some reason. Um, Caleb says this feud is money. <laughs> the Arthur Morgan voice. Uh, Miguel called uh, Manny, Manny the next, next Trish. Trish. I mean, if you're coming from the fitness world, that should be your idol. <laughs> like, right. or, or that should be the uh, goal. And if she keeps improving at the rate that she is right now, I mean, in a few years, she could get the Trish level. Yeah. So, in the back, now here's where the bullshit started. So, Biggie uh, and Xavier Woods, they walked up to, uh, with Kofi Kingston to Vince's office. Uh, Vince said that uh, he was waiting for Kofi, but, you know, he was just outside for an hour. Uh, the New Day basically went to Vince and says, uh, you know, Kofi's been standing in front of you for 11 years, uh, you know, and, and said, you know, Kofi should be in this match, essentially. And Vince was like, you're right. Uh, we'll make the WWE Championship a triple threat match, right. but he never said Kofi was in it, right. anything like that. Well, he didn't say you better get out there. The match is about to start. Yeah, you're, you're, but your match is about to start. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like okay, and then it was weird because it was only on third, so I was like shenanigans are afoot. But right, um, Kofi came out. Everyone was cheering, happy. Yeah, Kofi Crowd mania running wild behind Kofi. Big Kofi chance all night. Kofi Mania chance, and then uh, next thing you know, we see the um, the referee or somebody give, giving uh, the announcer you know different instructions for the announcement, and announces that the WWE Championship match will be happening later, and we are getting a handicap match, and out comes the bar. Yes, so the bar came out. Um, everyone's fucking flabbergasted at this point, <laughs> uh, myself included, and I'm just all over Twitter like, what are they doing? And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to have to beat two guys here tonight and whatever. That's not what happens, everybody. So <laughs> they come out and literally destroy this man. And the crowd's chanting, this is boring. They are, you know, just fucking him up. And they pinned him with, like, you know, they stepped on his chest for the pin. Right. I was like, so what was this designed to do? He's already over. I don't know. That, I'm that. a big fan of when someone's already over, you recognize how much they're over, and then... You don't beat them. Yeah, you don't beat them. Like, I don't, I don't care what you're trying to do, like, as far as, like, you know, illicit sympathy. Like, this, like once you're over, the sympathy is supposed to get you over, right? Right. I don't know. Like, maybe people... It's a case where they think that it, this can get him further along, but if we have any, you know, thing we can go by is before WWE sticks their, you know, creative juices on it, you know, things can grow in an or organic way, like Kofi has done. Now they're trying to inject their poison uh, into <laughs> right. it. And they're trying to design the narrative the way they see it. Yeah. And, you know, this match did get a few. This was a boring chance in the middle. Um, we had um, Xavier and Big E towards the end try to come out and make the save. But then Rusev and Nakamura came out and stopped them. 
looking like we're going to get the League of Nations 2.0. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and Rusev was in the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and this, so was Sheamus. So, yeah, so was Sheamus. And remember, Cesaro kind of had avoided that whole thing because he was injured. But nah, uh, <laughs> since time is a flat run it, circle. Run it back. Yes. Bring, bring your ass back, uh, <laughs> Chief. But fucking, yeah. And they beat this guy. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't, I don't understand this. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think that this is the way to do it. But, you know, there was a lot more to come on the show. Um, and now, uh, Charlie was interviewing Bailey and Sasha backstage. They praised Kofi, essentially, uh, and told him not to give up. They said they were going to defeat Nia and, and Tamina later. Elias was out again. This is another thing that was going on throughout yeah, the show, really? adding time. And yeah, reoccurring theme. Elias out there for no reason, not setting up a program or nothing, nothing. just out there to get heat. Literally, or, or out there just to run the time up for, for the investor calls. <laughs> um, he was in there. He was talking about Kofi, mocking Miz, talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers, called them losers, said the uh, Steelers are the best. Uh, Shane didn't want to, you know, they tried to get some answers from him about what happened earlier. He didn't want to talk, of course, because he's evil. <laughs> He's a heel. Um, yeah, and then from there, the show kind of picked up a little bit. So we got the Raw Tag Team Championship match between the Revival, Ricochet and Aleister Black, and uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. The Revival ended up retaining the belts. This was a really good match. Um, yeah, this was a fun match. Um, dude, it's it's amazing what happens when you put great wrestlers out there and let them wrestle. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black have been becoming a really good team over the last few weeks, and um, it's just amazing how good ricochet is out there and all the stuff he can do and same with alistair black and you know the revival they're still one of the best tag teams and gable and root are very good as well so this was a nice little recipe for a great tag team title match here yeah uh, Rack, uh black Ashe had on their uh, matching gear mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i don't know exactly what those two guys have in common but i don't know i, I at least they're really good wrestlers because yeah, that's that's the common point yeah because we, it's not like one of them's a good talker and another one ain't right. so it's like they putting these dudes together it's just a little real, weird for real me. recognize real yeah that, that, <laughs> i guess that's a gimmick real recognize real yep. um uh, as we kind of predicted uh their uh gable and uh rude were in there to take the fall uh they hit the shatter machine on gable for the win uh i'd like to match you know and the revival um I said that they would win and probably do a job on Monday night. I think that's still in play. And <laughs> yeah, they yeah, after the match, yeah, yeah, Rude came in and jumped the revival from behind. Then Alistair Black came in, hit the Black Mask on Bobby Rude and uh, Wilder, and then Ricochet hit the six thirty. Yeah, so um, really high, 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 ew, high speed, high energy, high pace, all that. If you want to check that out, I recommend that match. Yeah, a lot of crazy spots from Ricochet, especially that, that uh, the dive over the corner that he did, mm-hmm. uh, taking out those guys. That was good stuff. So after that, we got the added United States Championship match uh, where Samoa Joe defended against R-Truth, Andrade, uh, and Ray retained the belt. I loved Andrade's gear, the, the red, white, and green of the Mexican flag. Uh, I like Ray's gear as well. Samoa Joe was in the black and yellow like Scorpion, <laughs> and he ended the match with a get over here of sorts. Yeah, when he snatched up Ray to, to put him in the Coquina Clutch. But this match, I th- this might have been my favorite match on the night. Yeah, definitely. Um, Once again, s- similar situation like the tag title match. You put out four great workers out there. 
you get a great match. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the deal with it was you didn't know what was coming until it was over, and it was just like, man, this is refreshing because this match was free of the... No, don't Actually, I can't say that because I was going to say it was free of the convolution, but in order to get to this, it was like this convoluted yeah, the, the, thing. The like, setup was convoluted. Yeah, 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 and, you know... Yeah, Joe rolled up on um, Zelina and yes. Carmella backstage. Samoa and, Joe is proving that he will cuss women out. Right. Like, for the same... Like, it doesn't matter. Like... Y'all want to smoke? Yes. <laughs> and it was just like... It, but I thought it was a hell of a U.S. title match. It's probably, like, the best U.S. title in ages. Um, it's U.S. title match in ages. Um, it, it was it was good to see uh, Mysterio. He ended up passing out. They didn't beat Andrade. I thought this might be the night to put the belt on Andrade. Apparently not. They want to do some things with Joe. Uh, Joe is more than worthy to be uh, carrying that belt. So uh, no problem for me there. Um, I'm wondering since they pulled the singles Ray Andrade match, if they thought better, maybe they will actually do Ray and Andrade at WrestleMania. Maybe. Um, I, I think that, that gives us some hope. So, like, we like I, I blew a gasket, essentially, on them. I think a lot of people did. Uh, yeah. Like, why in the fuck are you putting Ray versus Andrade on the pre-show? Someone had a brain to change it um, at the last minute. I, it, and this is, like, the real definition of, like, plans change. The WWE Twitter account was tweeting about the match 40 minutes before uh, the show had, right, had yeah. kicked off. And it was just... I, I bet the rewrites were insane uh, for this show tonight. Yeah. You know, one more thing about this match. I popped for uh, R-Truth hitting the five moves of doom. Yes. The, yes. F- the five knuckle shuffle, you know, keeping oh, with the, the, the new storyline that John Cena is his hero. So that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, this has to lead to something. Like, Cena has to show up and, and talk to R-Truth at some point, right? Yeah. Well, give, him, I, give him an autograph or something. Well, I think we're going to get Cena versus Joe. Uh, count me in for the, for that. So yeah. so so pretty much we're getting the the WWE guys of the last like twenty years or fifteen years against the TNA guys because you know we got Randy and <laughs> and, a, and, yes. and, and, um, and AJ and, and then C- Joe and Cena. Yes. <laughs> so that means you know you know Cena and Orton are winning. Cena, right? Yeah, Cena and Orton are winning. Exactly. Send, send a message to yep. uh, Don Callis. <laughs> exactly. Don Callis, Dizzy Carter, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Caleb Baldwin, all y'all. So <laughs> WWE will, ever, will always be better than TNA. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So after that, we got Bailey and Sasha Banks defeating Nia and Tamina to retain the championships. This match was not great. Nia and Tamina were fucking up left and right, botching like just literally dropping them or falling down. Um, uh, Sasha and Bailey's gear was incredible. It was probably like one of my favorite like gear patterns uh, Sasha's ever showed up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha always coming through with the raw gear. Yeah. Uh, but the story of this match really wasn't the match. It was once again the champions win the match, kind of get thrown to the side, and then Beth Phoenix, who was on commentary, showed up and accidentally ran into Tamina, and Tamina, you know, looked Beth in the face, and Beth was like, you know what? It's fight or flight, so I'm a fight. <laughs> she she popped her in the grill, and then all of a sudden, you know, started getting destroyed by Nia and Tamina. Yes, we have women part timers now. It looks like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we're just adding people on. Yeah. So well, yeah, just making sure WrestleMania is seven hours long as usual. Yeah, man, and 
it's uh, yeah they basically like they, they did a long beat down we're all wondering where natalia was and like the good friend she is she shows up she doesn't leave her friends hanging yeah and she got destroyed so the divas of doom against you know the and i heard samuel plan say this he called them the mild samoans not <laughs> not, not the wild samoans all the mild <laughs> samoans so i like that yeah and Sasha and Bailey retain they get out of there but hopefully this isn't headed towards some uh you know fatal four way for the tag belts or something oh, like man. that it would just be just awful uh, I I I into Mina like they were really bad tonight yeah like a lot of like you mentioned a lot of missed spots um a lot of drop spots yeah both of those two are just not solid workers but Bailey and Sasha did a work really hard to try and get a good match out of both of them and they put in a hard effort but when you're working with those two it's yeah i like bailey's uh the the finish of the match bailey hit her with the uh, hurricanrana and uh trapped the legs for the victory yeah it was uh similar to the uh bad luck fale will osprey match from the new japan cup uh this weekend yep so uh a couple more comments uh dre says give us oscar versus naomi that could be on deck uh, i wouldn't be shocked if they turn naomi heel to do it and um miguel says the u.s title was a match of the night dre says our truth is ageless yes he is yes, he, he can dude. literally do this for the next 15 years our truth has been rapping the same song for like 15 years now literally if you've never watched our truth in tna Go back, look up Ron the Truth Killings. He's been singing What's Up since like 2005. <laughs> Consistency. So it's like, you're you going to know what's up. Your, your kids are going to know what's up. Your, your grandkids will know what's up. Your great, great, grandkids going to know what's up. Yes. Um, Miguel says Carmella has to join the list of worst singers with Jillian Hall. Uh, I would just say Carmella's timing is a little off. Luckily, she doesn't have to sing. She just raps. Uh, Simon says, Truth is in his 50s not quite he's 47 he's not far from it but literally have you seen this man's body does he look like he's in danger of losing it uh, or essentially being at at an age where no matter what you do you can't have your abs anymore he doesn't look close like this dude's a fucking genetic freak like scott steiner and (laughs) and has a gimmick he can do the what's up song literally forever that man's gonna sing what's up with his hall of of fame speech speech. yes uh, Dre says, how does Tamina still have a job? Uh, she's got family, family ties. Uh, so, so uh, you know, she's connected, as they say. So uh, from there, it got even more convoluted. So the WWE title match was next, uh, and it was announced as a triple threat just after they had did the one-on-one video package for Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. And I'm like, oh, yeah, WWE Championship? Definitely not main event. Of so, course, yeah. And... They came down as a triple threat. Owens comes out first. Crowd's like, you know, kind of, you know, buzzing. Like, what's happening here? Because they just saw Kofi Kingston get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe an hour before this. Daniel Bryan came out second, which is weird. Because, like, if you're doing a triple threat match, why is the champion coming out second? Right. And then Mustafa Ali's music hit. Now, Mustafa Ali, this guy's a baby face. This guy's beloved. This guy is a true good guy. They set this man up to get booed, and he got it. They were giving him uh, that 2014 uh, Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble treatment. I was like, why would WWE put this dude in this position like this? I felt horrible for him, Um, and they just were booing. And what did you think of this? Yeah, man, it just 
goes to show you just them just failing to realize what they have with certain baby faces. Like you mentioned, with Rey Mysterio being the 30 spot, it was the same situation here. They thought, oh, you know what? People like Ollie. If we put Ollie out there, he won't get booed too badly. I mean, the people will just be disappointed. It's not Kofi, but maybe they'll be happy as Ollie. Nah, that was not the case here. Yeah. Ollie was getting booed. I mean, a, a hot new baby face that you brought to the brand, you know, you're just, you pretty much just ruined him tonight. Hopefully he can rebound um, on SmackDown. Yeah, hopefully that week. doesn't stick with him or anything. But they they worked really hard and, and got from underneath that, like yeah. shockingly. And I, and I think that's a testament to uh, his ability. And this match was excellent. Yeah, like, this was a great match. A lot of um, great innovative spots between all three of these guys. Uh, yeah, working really hard. You know, Brian and Owens, they've had a pass before, and they work really well together. Um, I like the uh, inverted Rana spot that um, – Ali did I had a great Spanish fly on uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, there was another crazy spot I think Ali did to the outside or something like that. He, or, I think he um, he was on the top rope and he got pushed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, he got pushed over oh, the the tornado DT that he did to um, Daniel Bryan. Bryan, yeah, that yeah. was nice. Yeah. So uh, he also took a uh, he, Bryan hit him with a top rope uh, drop kick, basically that sent Ali to the barricade. Um, they. They, these guys were all over the place until the finish where I don't know what the fuck happened. Like he was going for like the running knee or something uh, like it. Like he caught basically Ali in mid in midair yeah. and hit him with the running knee. And the, it was like a flash finish, but it was excellent. Yeah, it was awesome. Just hit him right in the middle of the air, flipped him over, got the pin. Yeah, it was real nice. Yeah. Um. So I, I wonder where this all leads, uh, Kevin Owens, because he pretty much got hit the juice sap from his babyface turn because he's in the shadow, of Kofi. Ali's in the shadow of Kofi and Dan Bryan like it it was weird watching a Daniel Bryan match get hijacked <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh I I didn't I, I didn't I thought that was kind of you know weird but um but yeah I mean because I know um originally the plans were supposed to be Owens and Bryan one-on-one at Mania but then yeah. Ali got hurt Kofi Mania happened so I mean I think the best route to go is Kofi and Brian one on one sorry Kevin but you know maybe they can do like a multi-man number one contenders match or something with him and Ali and a couple other guys that are not in a program or something like that yeah um sorry player like- yeah. <laughs> yeah bad timing yeah, so, um, but from there we got, um, I would have probably won four and a quarter on, on that match. Yeah. Um, we got Becky Lynch in Charlotte. Now, it <laughs> this program has entered, like, worst of the year status for me. Um, they've just done so much between, you know, the wrestling is, you know, the business is fake. I, I didn't know whether this was a fake or real match. Right, yeah. Um, was this a work, a shoe? Was uh, this, yeah. Were they following the script they were given? I'm, I'm not sure, man. This is this is Vince Russo, WCW 2000. I'm... I'm tempted to think he's back uh in some type yeah, of capacity you know, they're hiring everybody you know you yes know. trying to keep everybody away uh no matter who they are so um <clears throat> charlotte came out didn't really get a great reaction becky came out on the crutch yeah on the crutch and i'm just like the more i'm seeing becky lynn's limp around selling this fake injury i just feel like the the feud is just going further into the toilet it's like i don't want to see this person that's like 
you know, hobbling. I want to see this strong motherfucker that's running wild. It's a badass beating the hell out of people. That's what. That's where the money is. Right. That's where 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 Becky got over. Um, insanely, it, it wasn't her hobbling around and being fucked up. It was her beating the shit out of Charlotte. And you know, maybe this is like where they feel like they got to give folks the other people in the feud something. But I feel like you cannot risk the number one driver of the feud. And like the thing that's like getting people the most invested, I don't feel like you can risk that. Like, right. or am I tripping? Like, no, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I feel like there are other ways for them to get heat on her and cut her off in the story of the match. Like, mm-hmm. she could have came into this match 100%, and then something in the match, Charlotte could have got the advantage, maybe push her off the top rope <laughs> or catch her somewhere that she gets temporarily like damaged in this match and Charlotte could work her over that way and cut her off and get heat that way just for that match. But to see her hobbling around every Raw, every SmackDown, now we're going into WrestleMania. Like, is she going to come out on the crutch on there. Mania? Is, like, is she going to have to sign another hold harmless agreement? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I don't... It, it's just like, this feud is... You know, the, the, the phrase a lot of folks like to say is something jumps the shark. I don't know if that's the case, but what's happened is they've taken something that was a 10 out of 10 and made it like a six and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think they definitely jumped the shark with all this, all Ronda's, you know, this is scripted and I'm going off book now and all this, you know, convoluted mess that they've got themselves into. I mean, they had a hot feud handed to them with Becky and Ronda. Mm-hmm. They should have just ran that one-on-one. There's a big story there. The match never happened at Survivor Series. We want to see who the better woman is, who is the toughest woman in the WWE, yeah. and they could have ran that. But I understand, you know, Charlotte is their golden girl. 20 years from now, they want us to look back and say Charlotte is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, you have to have her in the first ever women's WrestleMania main event. Yep. And I do know the plans were originally always Char- Charlotte and Ronda. Yep. So technically, there, it really was adding Becky because of the whole injury changed things up. But just like they were changing stuff up with the Kofi and Brian, they should have changed it up and just went with Ronda yep. and uh, Becky. This is bigger than Becky Lynch. Like, as far as, like, what they want to do with it. And mm-hmm. it's like they want to give in a little bit because there literally will be anarchy if they don't bend to it. Mm-hmm. But... <clears throat> I, they have their own motivations for this. And, you know, the, the, as far as the match goes, it was kind of a nothing match. It was more like an extended angle than anything right, else. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlotte was whooping on the leg um, and, you know, using all these, you know, holds and uh, different types of, you know, leg, you know, works and, you know, banging it all against something, bending it around the ropes. But the deal pretty much happened when, you know, Charlotte put her in the figure four and Rhonda came out there uh, in Sonya Blade mode wearing all black because she's evil now. And (laughs) yeah, she's a hell. And she basically punched Becky Lynch while she's in the hold to get her DQ'd. So she still wins the match. So she goes to WrestleMania. Never mind the Royal Rumble that she won. Right. So now she goes in off of off of a fuck ass DQ. A fluke, yeah. A fluke DQ. Because if Ronda doesn't walk out there, Becky's done. Right? right. She's dead to rights. Right. And Charlotte doesn't really look any stronger off of this. Becky, she looks like a you were getting your ass whooped. B, you have this knee injury that essentially you got way worse in this match. So how's she gonna? come out of this and Rhonda, she looks like a dumbass right like you just added a, another person to your title match you just <laughs> lowered the chances of you retaining the title 
but I guess she's she's going off book now. So she's, yeah, she's just gonna shoot on both of them. I guess. I guess that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Um. So th- this thing has been around the world. I I I. This whole <laughs> feud has been player hated by everybody. Yeah. Um. Dre says he's not mad at Ronda tonight. Honestly, she's uh, pulling off. Uh. The she's pulling it off. I want to whoop both of these girls at the same time i think that is the the mindset behind it but just like looking at like what's happening right if if i was to explain this to someone that doesn't watch wrestling right and like yo so the winner of this match they get to fight ronda rousey oh okay and then you see ronda come out and it's like okay and you tell them the stipulation if becky wins though she gets to get added to the match I don't think that person would really comprehend, like, okay, so why Ronda came out here and she punched her, she's going to fight both of them now? Like, doesn't that sound stupid? Like, I don't <laughs> like, like to, to fight two people rather than one. I know you got beef with both of them, but it seems just like they, this was their idea to get to this triple threat, and it has just been, like, bang your head against the wall. A, the best option was Ronda versus Becky, one-on-one as a single. They never went with that energy. Once they started the whole triple threat thing, they had Vincent Mann suspending people for no reason. They had her because Becky wouldn't go see a doctor. Later, she was able to still have that same injury, but have a hold harmless agreement. So I don't know how that adds up. They have Charlotte come out for weeks. They they just like add her in there. She didn't win the Royal Rumble or anything. I don't know. I think when you look at this in kayfabe, it's ridiculous. When you look at it, with an outside eye it's ridiculous and then you jump to the match that's happening and it's like so we've got and then think about the social media aspect and it's like this has entirely too many like cooks in the kitchen right now. yeah like if this this is paul Heyman, paul Heyman's lost it everybody if this is him <laughs> like i don't know man and and uh, <laughs> uh, Dre says the problem is they don't watch wrestling, but I get you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think um, but, I don't know, man. Like I will say, um, I'm glad that they went with this route because honestly, I thought that somehow Charlotte was going to win tonight, uh-huh. and they were going to make Becky jump through more hoops on the build up. To that get, was my expectation to get back in the match. So I'm just glad now it's a triple threat. Like, they locked it in. Yeah, like, just, all right, it's a triple threat. Just run it. No more shenanigans. Like, honestly, I would be fine if they left them off TV for the next month and built everything else up on a car. It's like, like, bro, Seth Rollins needs help with what his program is because he has, like, no momentum right right now. Honestly, it doesn't feel like he's getting a title match. Bro, he's just a dude out there right now. Like, if we're going to keep it a buck, and which we do uh, here on, on One Nation Radio, but they, um, they took a long route. To base, when they basically could have went in a straight line, but yeah, that's what you, what happens when you got to fill you know so much TV time every week, right? Um, yeah, and, and the finish got a mixed reaction. A lot of people were just like, I don't know what happened here. I think there's a um, you know they they have put a lot of, of shit in the gumbo essentially, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so. Elias came out for the third time of the night. Uh, he mocked Becky Lynch. He buried Ohio. Uh, he talked about the shield, but he has no faith in him. Like when the Browns take the field, uh, Elias said Cleveland is the worst city to host the final pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And then it happened. Lacey Evans brought her country ass out here. Why? And Why was this necessary? Don't know. And <laughs> uh, they gave her new graphics. Uh, she's wearing just, you know, more of the Jim Crow collectibles, uh, you know, as far as the outfits. 
and Elias is looking like, what the hell is going on? And why are you interrupting me? Then he catches an RKO out of nowhere. So Randy Orton, the most efficient man in wrestling, uh, does it again. That man got a check for tonight. Yeah. Had the gear on, too. <laughs> Had the gear on, flew to the city, sheened up. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like Orton be out here, like, making sure, like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do something. It ain't really much, but I'm going to do enough to justify this check. Yeah. Then uh, AJ Styles came out, hit a phenomenal forearm out of nowhere, and uh, stared Randy Orton down. Like we were talking about, obviously, the direction looks like it's going to be Styles and Orton one-on-one at media. Um, I'm excited about that match. Like, they've only wrestled once on SmackDown. Um, It's a fresh match. It's not a main event match or anything, but it'll be a match that you can – Pretty much, it'll like you know how you say some food like sticks to your ribs essentially. Like, yeah. this one will stick to the ribs of the card <laughs> of WrestleMania, so like that's a solid, you know, building block. And I think the fact that it's not a main event or a title match actually will help it because if it was a main event or a title match, I feel like there'd be a lot more pressure on those guys to like you know, hit out of the park to this great, like, phenomenal classic match. But I think with, you know, it being a little bit of a minor feud, they can kind of over um, deliver in that in the position they're in. Right. Uh, Comment from Simon. He says, if they only trust you to smile and wave, you trash. (laughs) Correct. There's a reason they're not letting her wrestle. Um, And you guys will find out. Um, Yeah. And, you know, she's not horrible or anything, but like she had just such a bad showing to Romo. I think they're trying to keep her as visible as possible while hiding her at the same time. So. Right. And and Lacey Evans is another one that's similar to Mandy Rose in which hmm. she was she was starting <laughs> well in a lot of ways. But I mean she was you know starting to pick up some momentum in NXT, starting to get a little bit better and they plucked her out way too early. She needed more time down at NXT working with uh, Io Shirai, working with a uh, Ky- um Kyrie Sane, working with some more of the experienced girls down there, Mia Yim Get some more seasoning, get some more experience, mm-hmm. and then when the time is right, bring her up. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, they want to pull all these people out of NXT early without a game plan, and now she's out here every week just walking down and waving with no direction and plan. Nothing. Like and I know the rumor is that she's she's supposed to be the one that faces Asuka at WrestleMania, but I don't see it. Yeah, um, if it's her, I think they really got to um, they've got to get it started because they've they're gonna throw in a deep end. We're, we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I, now in the main event, the uh, Shield uh, is back. So um, we had the Shield against Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Uh, There was a part right before the match started, essentially, where Baron Corbin's music hit, and I felt like a part of my soul died. Yeah. uh, Knowing (laughs) I was going to have to watch Baron Corbin in a main event match, and I saw him walk out to no reaction. um, And it was just like, I can't believe, like, this company has pushed this guy so long for this, like, many years. And this is what we have to show for it. And we got to watch this dude on top in a main event match with all the great wrestlers in the world in 2019. This man ended up in a main event (laughs) position. How did this happen? I I have no idea. Whatever reason they like Corbin, like putting him in high profile positions, even though he doesn't deliver all the time. So I don't know. I don't get the the whole thing about, um, 
He ended, up, he ended up not being terrible in this match. Uh, for the most part, he did do that one thing where he slapped on the hold in the middle of the main event and decided to slow the match to a minimum. He's doing what he knows how to do. Yeah. You know, slap a, slap a rest hole on. Yep. And um, but overall, I think um, this match, you know, <clears throat> I don't I don't think it was a um, it wasn't the best shield match that I've ever seen but I thought it was still really good uh, I would have probably you know went a four flat on it uh, where it ended up they brawled around it, it kind of looked like uh, it looked like a you know out of the family of the first evolution versus shield match they had a long brawling uh, piece around the arena mm-hmm. they have you know rounds running wild reigns you know looking good um, in his first appearance back didn't sound like he was getting booed or anything um, they actually had a pretty decent portion with him and Corbin in the middle of the match I thought um, they ended up putting McIntyre through the table uh, with the shield power bomb, they really played it really heavy on commentary that yo, this is it for the shield, the whole right. match. Yeah, so this is the last ride. This is the last go round for the shield. And I wasn't buying that shit. I was like, hey, all right, there's some type of angle. There's something right. coming. They pushed very hard all night. Dean Ambrose is not signing, resigning with WWE. We don't know what his future is going to be, but he's not coming back with the company. This is going to be the last time the shields together. Yep. Uh, so it was very interesting. You know, they never really talk about. A wrestler's like real life contract status mm-hmm. on the air, so it's. I don't know if it's one of those things where like they're trying to like guilt him into like resigning <laughs> and like rubbing in his face, like that he's not coming back kind of thing, or I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what's happening. They're with just them, trying like, to be transparent with the fans, which is different. That but, would be a real different strategy. Them being transparent with us. Right. Wow. So I, I don't know what the whole situation is there, but. Yeah. yeah, apparently yes, yeah, it's the last, you know, hurrah for the shield. And, and then they they hugged at the end of the match and it was like, wow, they played this straightforward like that maybe this was this was a write off. Now he could fully show up tomorrow, but it felt like, yo, if they never put him on TV again, this is it. This could be it. You like know, we had to wait to make sure that the credits went away cuz Correct. You know, Takeovers, you know, Tommaso Ciampa has taught us, right? You know, I I thought something was happening. Turned out it didn't happen. Um, by yeah. the end of this match, like it picked up because there was a long portion of it where it was boring. I'm not gonna lie, but towards the end, picked up and they got all. They pretty much they laid this match out. Like if I was to tell you about, I would take all the elements of what Shield matches have been over the last you know however many years they've been around. I'd be like, uh, control chaos uncontrolled chaos um spots like like three-way spots uh brawling around the building pretty much like a one-on-one element to whoever's left in uh Seth Rollins being really athletic you notice we barely talked about Seth Rollins yeah (laughs) in this thing because it's like it's Dean Ambrose's contract it's Roman Reigns return yeah and then this dude who's gonna be fighting Brock Lesnar next month right so I think they have a major they, they have major work to do with Seth Rollins over the next month because it's like yo he won the Royal Rumble right was he done since this is this was also Seth Rollins' first match back from his injury so I don't know, man. They they got to figure it out because it, it seems like he's about to be real lukewarm. And yeah. he's going to be in the shadow of Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, like, it was, there was some good wrestling on this show. There was some infuriating shit that was just like, I'm watching WCW. And I, I don't care what anybody says. This is WCW level. If they were doing this, like, I feel like we can turn on the network and find examples of what was happening uh, in a lot of these uh, things here especially with the Ronda stuff. Um, but overall, there were a couple matches I enjoyed, and then Angle Heavy Show. 
yeah. really angle heavy show. So um, <clears throat> they, I, I think they just have to make some of the matches make more sense where the winners of the matches are actually involved in like some type of angle. And it's not just like the losers getting moved forward because then it just, this it, where we, talk about, we like, talk about wins and losses right. mattering. So why do you even care about winning the match? If you're going to end up in a better position by losing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do this job because I'm going to get a title match after I lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and yeah. I don't know, man. They, they've, they've got a lot. And uh, overall, what'd you think of the show, Jeremy? Overall, I thought it was a fine show. You know, I, unfortunately, you know, I I cover New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I have to, I watched New Japan Cup before I watched this. So, you know, I, I watched an amazing Kota Ibushi and Naito match before this. So it was, you know, totally completely different levels. Like, yeah. I didn't get a chance to, like, cleanse my palate beforehand. Uh-huh. But overall, for a WWE pay-per-view, I thought it was fine. Um, a lot of uh, storyline progression um, for WrestleMania. Some good matches, with, you know, good performances from guys like Ricochet and Aleister Black, um, Joe and Andrade, and those guys in the U.S. title match. So, uh, I think going forward, if we can continue to get um, good wrestlers having good matches on pay-per-views, we'll be going in the right direction. And then it's just a matter of, of getting the storylines to make make sense and support the good wrestling. And it's like they've got this nonsensical shit that's happening with the booking and, and basically doing the salesman tactics and we're going to dangle something in front of you, take it away, you're going to show us how bad you want it, and then, you know, we'll, we'll stick it back out there in the way we want to do it. It's like they have, like, one strategy with that thing, and that's going to, like, run old at some point, I think. Uh, but this has always been my argument with WWE. If you let the wrestlers wrestle, like, we're going to be entertained. This is, like, the right. best roster in the world. So... Like overall, like you know, these guys, they can be trusted. To pr- if you look all up and down this this card, we got the Shield. Like I trust each of those guys uh, in mm-hmm. a big match. I don't know so much about the other three that they were <laughs> wrestling. Uh, Becky and Charlotte. If you let them do their thing, like this match wasn't even a match really. So they had to. You know, they were slaves to this angle. Uh, Ali, Owens, and Brian, like all have PhDs in wrestling. Uh, Sasha and Bailey. I trust them. Nia and Tamina. I don't. I do trust Nia in spots though. Um, everyone in the U.S. title match, like, they know what they're doing. Uh, everyone in the Raw tag team match, they know what they're doing. And, you know, Kofi in the bar, that was like an angle or whatever. Incredibly stupid to beat Kofi Kingston. Uh, I can trust Asuka if, you know, you don't do bullshit with her. And then the Usos. So, if wrestlers are allowed to wrestle and have these matches and where they can tell their stories in the ring, I think, you know, this would be... A lot, yeah, better. Yeah, make, yeah, definitely make the product better and easier to watch. Yeah. Um. So we're about a month away from WrestleMania. Uh, of course, we've got Suplex Mania coming up in New York City. Jeremy's going to be dropping that commercial soon. Um. To basically, you know, all our social media pages and everything like that. That's going to be tight. Um. That's pretty much going to wrap up the review. If you enjoy the review, make sure you guys are hitting the like button on the video on uh, the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group, as well as, uh, you know, supporting us by, you know, rating us high on, you know, whatever uh, platform you're listening to this on uh, and all that. So, you know, drop, drop some plugs, Jeremy. Let them know what's up. Yes. Yeah, so, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Social Suplex and Facebook.com slash Social Suplex to follow all of our podcasts and news coming out um, about Suplex Mania and all the stuff that we're doing here at Social Suplex. You know, support your boys. Grab one of our t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex. We have the One Nation Radio shirt, uh, Social Suplex shirt, Keeping a Strong Style Rookie and Clive shirt, 
um, help support us, man. You guys have been rocking with us since day one. Um, you, you guys are the reason why we're getting over. So, you know, support us uh, by grabbing a T-shirt. Uh, and make sure you're checking out all the other shows here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio. Um, Mondays until uh, April, we have the Omega Luke Podcast. On Tuesdays, we have my show, Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have uh, Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Uh, Thursdays, we have uh, Grown Men Watch This Shit. Friday, we have the new NXT Then, Now, and Forever show. And then on Saturdays, we have uh, All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd Johnson Jr., so go ahead, subscribe on the network, check out all those shows, support us, retweet, follow, like, share, download, um, help get the word out, man. Because like I said, it's because of you guys, why we're getting over, why we're having the opportunity to do stuff like uh, Suplex Mania and to be on Pro Wrestling Tees. So come on out, support us, guys. We really appreciate it. For sure, man. Um, and thank you guys for all tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys uh, fuck with the Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash One Nation Radio. Check out Sideline, which WWE apparently listened to somehow. So someone's a secret patron. They probably uh, got it through illegal means because yeah. I did not see them subscribe. <laughs> uh, they decided to blow that to smithereens uh, by just switching shit on the fly. I did not appreciate that, Vince McMahon. So yeah. don't do it again. And instead of spending your, you know, your five bucks, um, you know, getting your, your, you know, your grande latte at Starbucks, give it to my man Rich. Um, get some great content. The road to 173 and 0, the Goldberg series has been great so far. Uh, sideline is always hilarious, and I'm sure he's gonna have plans for other bonus shows and other series. So get on board now. Um, give him, the, drop him the five bucks. Give, give me the taste, bro. Yeah, give, give, taste, give, bro. give him a little taste. You're not gonna miss those five bucks. Like, like, trust me, like, it's 2019. We know everybody got money now. So, um, anyway, uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We out of here. Peace. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.